the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at eight minutes now after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the 19th morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Congressman Jim Jordan going to join us today. A little later than normal, however. If you are uh, tuning in regularly on Mondays to hear the congressman at about 9.45, 9.50, he's going to be pushed back to 10.30 today. So uh, make sure you're tuning in at that time. We're going to talk to the congressman about this recession prediction slash fantasy of the American left, Democrats, and media alike. We're going to talk to him about red flag laws and why they are illegal and unconstitutional because they deny people due process because they pronounce people guilty until they prove themselves innocent. The same way the left tried to do with Brett Kavanaugh, the same way the Mueller probe and the media tried to do with President Trump on Russia. He's guilty until he proves himself innocent. That was the way those things were handled, and that's the way gun owners are going to be treated if red flag laws uh, are allowed. And we will also talk to uh, Congressman Jordan about the conditions on the border, because he made a recent visit to the border and is debunking much of what is being said uh, about the conditions down there, and uh, we'll hit a few other things as well. Uh, so that's coming up at about 10.30. First hour, what that means to you, is guest free. So you can dial now, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Either number gets you here. If you want to uh, hit me up on uh, social, Twitter and Facebook, the evil demonic platforms that they are, uh, France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. If you want to hit me up on Parler, which is a much more appropriate and free speech supportive uh, social media site, Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, please Go ahead and uh, hit me up there also at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. So I want to talk about the recession that isn't, but that the Democrats are begging for. I mean, it's a fantasy for them. 
I mean that literally. Not just in that it's make-believe, but it's something they're hoping for. You know what they say about fantasies. I have a fantasy of winning the lottery. I have a fantasy of, of, of you know something glorious happening. Well, they're fantasizing about the American people being in the middle of a recession. They want American people to be unemployed. They want the American people to be desperate to to be able to meet their monthly bills. They want the American people to suffer. And why? Because suffering is the only way that they'll be angry enough to get rid of President Trump. How do we know this? They say so. You've probably heard Bill Maher countless numbers of times now. He has doubled and tripled down on his fantasy of an American recession. This is what they want. This is what they're begging for. And he flat out says, look, it'll be worth the pain because the people will vote Trump out then. Now, I probably shouldn't need to make the obvious statement here, but I'll make it. Wealthy millionaires like Bill Maher can ride out a recession because he doesn't live paycheck to paycheck. He doesn't rely on some company's success for his job to not be, you know, uh, taken away from him. So he's not laid off or a victim of rift reduction in force or whatever because of uh, a company's uh, bottom line going south. He is just fine. He could probably never have to work another day in his life. If you call what he does on his HBO show work anyway. But he is calling for it. His millions of fans agree. And it makes no sense. Because those millions of fans, of course, well, I suppose it makes a little bit of sense. Those millions of fans are progressive wingnuts like he is, and therefore they're probably, they're probably okay with saying, yes, I'll suffer. Yes, I'll, I'll lose my job. Yes, I'll lose my insurance. Yes, I'll let this lapse, that lapse, miss payments, watch my credit rating go into the toilet, as long as it means we can get rid of Donald Trump. So this is what they're doing, and now... Because we had a couple of tumultuous days uh, on Wall Street at the end of last week, they're using that as, a, as an effort to say, yes, it's happening. Let's have a recession. If you listen to the Sunday morning shows yesterday, the, the, you know, it's so weird. The left is obsessed with the letter R for some reason here, just the alliterative nature of it. I mean, you know, for, for the last two and a half years, it's Russia, Russia, Russia. Then about a month or so ago, it became racist, racist, racist. And now it's recession, recession, recession. I don't know what it is, but, but this is what they do. They issue their talking points, does the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. They get a few people out there, a few elected officials like the Squid members or others, um, you know, out there talking about recession. They feed it to the newsrooms, and then you turn on NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, and on down the line, and you hear recession, recession, recession. A recession is imminent. Trying to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. How does that work? Well, here's how that works. Tell enough people for a long enough period of time that a recession is coming, and that if recession comes, job losses are coming. And what do people instinctively start to do? They start to save their money, don't they? They stop spending on those things that they were maybe considering purchasing. Maybe for the home, maybe a car, maybe you know new remodels. 
things that are not necessarily everyday items, things that might be considered, uh, you know, projects or luxury type things, you know, increasing the value of home, et cetera, but they stop spending money on quote unquote non essential items. You know what? We were thinking about getting new bikes so we could start biking and get some exercise going loose. Well, no, recession's coming. We better hold off on that. Save that money. We'll walk instead. Hey, it's time to get a new car. The car's got 173,000 miles on it, and it's starting to cost a little bit in repairs from time to time. It's time to get a new car. Oh, did you hear the news today? CNN, MSNBC, ABC, they all say recession's coming. You better hold off on that purchase. We better just get the car fixed and, and, and ride it for another 20, 30, 40,000 miles. When you tell people recession is coming, people respond accordingly. And when people respond accordingly, not spending their money, not patronizing the local businesses, not continuing to grease the wheels of the economy, instead slamming on the brakes... Local businesses, manufacturers suddenly stop seeing profits. Their sales are down. New orders are down. They got to start laying people off. Then they start laying people off, and what happens? Those people buy even less. And the recession happens. Yes, it is my fervent belief that the mainstream American media right now is working in concert with Democrats to intentionally tank our economy. They want people afraid of recession, so they stop spending their dollars in the hopes of having, or not in the hopes, but in the fear that they may have to ride out a long period of either unemployment or underemployment and fewer resources They may have to ride that out, so they start stockpiling their dollars. They save what they can instead of spending. And when they do that, they they intentionally create the conditions for the recession. I think Bill Maher launched something two years ago when he first said it. He has doubled and tripled down on it. Maybe not a full two. He has recently doubled and tripled down on it. And I think he's got the rest of the media going right along with him. Scare the people into recession. Scare the people about recession, thereby forcing them or encouraging them into recession. Now, Larry Kudlow uh, was on uh, Fox News Sunday, and uh, of course he's the White House economic advisor. He's responding to this the best he can, trying to tell people, don't let these liars in the mainstream media fool you. Don't listen to them try to um, intimidate you into creating what they want, their fantasy world of an American economic crash, putting millions and millions and millions of Americans in financial dire straits, all so that they can advance their agenda of getting rid of Donald Trump. Larry Kudlow yesterday on Fox News Sunday. Come on, Larry, let me hear you. A lot of Wall Street firms looked at the numbers last week, and they raised their forecast. So, So no, there is no recession in sight. We gave some relief to big American consumer companies for Christmas because they had already locked in 
their uh, orders in dollar terms and prices. So we're going to give them some relief and exclude them. But on December 15th, the 10% tariff is likely uh, on the rest of the $300 billion mm -hmm. to take place. He's talking about the uh, uh, tariffs on Chinese imports over $300 billion. He had more to say on that. The tariffs have hurt them enormously. And as I think you mentioned, you had a bunch of the numbers, stats coming out of China last week, all of them down. I think the production number was the worst in 17 years. Mm -hmm. Business investment is falling, retail sales. China is in some economic trouble. President Trump is using tariffs in order to put more pressure on the Chinese economy, I think his strategy is, in fact, working. Larry Kudlow yesterday, also on Fox News Sunday, uh, talked about consumer spending, the exact opposite of what the Democrats want you to do. Again, a reminder, Bill Maher is calling for and hoping for a recession. The media is calling for and hoping for a recession knowing that it will be blamed on Trump, and then the people will vote Trump out. The way they do that is to scare the American people into not spending their money. Hold on to your dollars, because recession is coming. But what's the reality of the situation, Larry Kudlow? We have blowout retail sales. Let me just pause there. Consumers... First of all, they're working. The employment numbers are terrific. Second of all, they're working at much higher wages. Third of all, they're spending. And fourth of all, interestingly, they are saving even while they're spending. That's about as good as it gets. It is indeed. The truth is there for those willing to look for it. And you have to be willing to turn off the mainstream media. You have to be willing to turn off social media and go and find the other side of the story. Larry Kudlow, the White House economic advisor, is doing his level best to share that with you. You need to share that with others. Do not allow them to talk you into starting your own recession. 20 minutes after 9 o'clock, the Bob France Authority, right back after this. It's the Bob France Authority, here on AM 1420. The answer. Yeah, it's uh, 24 minutes after 9 o'clock. I'll go to your phone calls now. I was just trying to finish a tweet. I'll have to finish it uh, next break. But the substance, I'm, I'm 53 characters over. Here's what I've written so far, and I'm going to have to edit for brevity. Do not let at Bill Maher, at Chuck Todd, and the MSM, that's mainstream media, talk you into making recession a self-fulfilling prophecy. They know what they're doing. Tell people a recession is coming, scaring them into saving dollars instead of spending them, thus hurting retailers and manufacturers, forcing layoffs, and creating the recession they fantasize about. I'll have to find a way to make that a little bit more brief because I'm over by 53 characters, but I'll get there. Follow me on Twitter. You can uh, respond that way as well, France Radio. Let's go to uh, BJ in North Olmsted. Hi, BJ. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning. I'd like to make a couple quick points, if I may. Number one, when Donald Trump speaks to the people, he is saying one major thing to the public. It is in your hands if you support me, not just mine. If you want to go the way of the left, vote them back in office. If you want to go the way economically with the left, accept depression. He's telling the American public, it's your turn to stand up to the plate, not just his. 
He's the president of the American people, as he says, but he's not a dictator. If it's up to us, the American public, to stand up to these people and become more vocal and, and, and put them back in Congress. But I think if you have an opportunity to look up a booklet called Billions for Bankers, Debt for the Workers. It's a very important piece written way back in the 70s, I believe. I used to pass it out in front of the Federal Reserve Bank building back in the 70s. Billions for bankers, debt for the workers. And we have to become more aware of the reality that the American population has to be far more involved in what's going on than the politicians. The Bill Mars and the Moors and, and, uh, and all of those people, they do not like this country. When you want a country to go into depression and see a sorrowful movement across the country, like I saw the Great Depression when I was a kid, this is what these people want to see America go through. It's not disgusting. It's frightening and should be frightening. These are frightening people on the other side. And I thank you for your time, Bob. And I hope you look up that booklet. And I would like to hear your comments on it. Thank you. I appreciate that, BJ. Thank you. I will try to do exactly that uh, if I if I get the opportunity. You're right. These people are frightening and these people are disgusting. They are willing to, to plunge America into, into recession, if not outright depression, if it means they can then get rid of Donald Trump, elect one of their socialist um, uh, candidates for president, and then rebuild this country in the, the absolute opposite of, of what it was founded as. Removing the capitalist nature of our, econ- of our economy, replacing it with a socialist-slash-communist model, and then they are on their way, full total control over the people full total power for the collective which is exactly what their 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 fantasy is they're they're incredibly dangerous and they're deceptive and quite frankly they're disgusting mark in fairview you're on am 1420 the answer go ahead mark good morning bob Bob. excuse me uh one of the things as i said i i saw the other day once once this uh recession business started up you know i thought to myself isn't this typical of the democrats using this kind of thing and wording and everything else but you know growing up from a czech family and that when i was uh uh even in grade school i don't know if you remember the banks used to have the books and you'd put the quarters in and oh yeah sure yeah and uh you know we got into that and it was fun and even in high school my dad got me set up in stocks and I was all we did is work, you know. We had to and get uh, pick and pay at that time, and uh, he'd invest for me and everything. And uh, you know, I've been watching this market ever since I was young, and it goes up and down and up and down. And but the thing is, the general curve is just it's going up all the time, even though you have drops. But and one of the things I've listened to a lot of economists lately, and they said, you know, on the average, we have a recession every every maybe seven years or so, and. And, uh, you know, I, I don't sweat any of this stuff. As a matter of fact, with dividends, and that's how I live. I don't have a retirement. I had too many different jobs, you see. So, but, uh, as I said, it, it's so typical. All of a sudden, on a CBS, NBC, NBC, and the other stations, that's all you hear. That's all you hear about. Recession is coming. Recession yeah. is coming. I just fluff this stuff off because I, I, I know what they're up to. But one other thing I want well, to Well, one, one thing, I, Mark, I, I got a jet here because I got news, but I want to say this. Don't just slough it off. Don't just kind of like, you know, you're smart. You know it's garbage. Don't just ignore it, though. Don't, don't slough it off in that regard. Sh- share that information with other people, okay? Because their goal here is to scare people. And you might not be scared, but other people might not know what you know. 
you have to, that's why I'm devoting this time on the air this morning. I'm trying to reach as many people as possible. Do not start believing in the panic. This is what leads to sell-offs if when you're talking about the market. And this is what leads to people, again, not spending their money on, on uh, uh, goods and services that they might have done. You know what? We can't afford to take that vacation now. We can't afford that car now. We can't afford those bikes. We can't afford this, that, or the other thing. You're going to have to make your last year's winter coat last a little bit longer, Johnny, because recession is coming. We have to save our money so that when the recession hits, if we lose our jobs, we have money to live off of. So you don't spend that money. You hurt the retailer you were going to buy that stuff from. Hurts the manufacturer that provides that retailer. They lay people off, and bam, here we go. Don't let them get away with it. Share the the truth and the correct information with anybody you know that will listen. We'll be right back after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine thirty-five now. The Bob Brands Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Finished the tweet. Now trying to uh, compose on Facebook uh, during the break there, and uh, yeah, it takes a little bit to explain it as I've been doing this morning. It really does. Uh, liberal commentators like Bill Maher have been openly wishing for economic recession in America because the belief is the voters will blame the president for it, then boot him from office in twenty twenty. He wants to bring harm to the American worker. Forcing layoffs, pay freezes, higher prices, and more just to achieve the political goal of getting rid of Trump. Now the mainstream media is carrying that water for him, including news anchors and pundits on every major network, as well as the the, uh, liberal cable networks. Scream recession is coming loudly enough to scare people into believing it and acting accordingly, thereby bringing recession to reality. Self-fulfilling prophecy. We cannot allow that to happen. Larry Kudlow is the president's uh, economic advisor. He uh, told uh, Chuck Todd yesterday, Chuck Todd the coward, he told Chuck Todd yesterday that there is no recession coming. This is all bogus. A lot of these uh, ridiculous predictions are just politically motivated. Chuck Todd reminded him that he also said there would be no uh, recession in 2007 which, of course, was incorrect. How did Larry Kudlow explain that? A wee bit of Kudlow defense now. By February and March on CNBC in those mm-hmm. days, I did, go to, I did go to the recession call. So I, I, I will plead that I, um, I did see it. Uh, I don't know that anybody saw that kind of crash. But look, this is not then. This is not then. Uh, our banks are well capitalized. Our financial system's in very good shape. That part of it is what matters most here. The banks are well capitalized. The banks are in sol- on solid footing and foundation and able to give loans, able to help uh, uh, continue to grow the economy through that capital. Very important. Back then, as we all know, what happened in 2007, 2008, as the Bush presidency came to an end and the Obama presidency started, was um, you know the, the results of the, the CRA. I don't want to go back into all of the history of this, but we know that the Community Reinvestment Act, signed by Jimmy Carter back in the late 70s, then expanded by Bill Clinton in the mid to late 1990s, is what really caused all of this, or all of that, rather. The CRA forced, by, uh, uh, by federal penalty, forced banks to give loans to people who absolutely were not qualified to receive home loans. 
But we had to try to make sure that the communities are integrated. We have to give loans to people, even if they cannot afford them. If they are minorities, especially, you must write these loans. And the banks are like, wait a minute, we can't give loans. These people can't even afford a down payment. So what? Then give them their, give them their loan without a down payment. Okay, but what happens when they can make their first two or three mortgage payments and then can't pay after that? I don't want to hear it, you racists. The banks were literally assaulted by the federal government with the expansion of that CRA. Banks were forced to give loans. They knew they would not be able to recoup their money, let alone the interest uh, that you're supposed to get when you loan that kind of money for homes. They knew they would not, were not going to be able to get those dollars back. And suddenly, everything came to a crashing halt. The bubble burst, as we know, again, in the late 2000, uh, around 2007, 2008, late in the Bush presidency. The bubble burst. Banks had no money to lend. Businesses dried up. Massive recession hit. Hundreds of thousands of job losses every couple of months. It was terrible. Now, the, the, the economic picture today is nowhere near that. There is no CRA. There is no threat to the banks. The banks, as Kudlow says, are well capitalized now. There is no legitimate fear of recession right now, other than the, the fantasy land that the left lives in, wanting to have that recession, wanting to make it happen so that they can blame Trump. There are no conditions like the banking crisis that we saw late 2007, 2008, no conditions comparable then to now. So when Larry Kudlow, who then said he did not see the recession coming, and no one saw it would be, thought it would be as hard or as big or as massive as it was, don't try to uh, conflate that and say, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about now either. It's not true. The conditions are very different from what they were in 2007. Twelve years later, we are on solid, solid ground. And again, as Kudlow said on Meet the Press uh, yesterday, I think it was, no, I'm sorry, it was on Fox News Sunday, as he said, um, consumers can tell you the tale. We have blowout retail sales. Let me just pause there. Consumers... First of all, they're working. The employment numbers are terrific. Second of all, they're working at much higher wages. Third of all, they're spending. And fourth of all, interestingly, they are saving even while they're spending. That's about as good as it gets. As any economy can be. If they're able to save and actually put you know, money in their nest egg, if you will, while also spending to keep the economy humming along, then things are going great. Do not let the left talk you into ruining that. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Medina is where we find Matthew on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Matthew. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning, Bob. Uh, when I'm on, I was listening to your program this morning, and I, I got to call in. I'm okay. a depression baby. I was born in 1927. I'm 92 years old now, but I still got quite a bit of it together. You sure and do. I can tell you, I can tell you for a fact, these people better be careful what they wish for, because I'm telling you, they most of them guys that are shooting off their big mouths would not even carry my dirty socks the best day they ever lived and that is for for fact that it was not uh, we, I'm, a, I'm one of six children my father lost his job my parents lost uh, the when the banks crashed in 1929 my parents had a few bucks in the bank when you got six kids you don't save much money they lost everything they had my father couldn't work uh, when i was old enough to get a hold of a paper route I was made, and papers were three cents a, 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 a copy 
Uh, how much money do you think I got paid? I got paid pennies. I gave that to my mother so she could buy coal oil because she cooked on a kerosene stove. They shut off the gas. They shut off the lights. So wow. I'm telling you right now, these people that are wishing, these crepe hangers, they are maggot devils. And if I hear anybody talking like that, as old as I am, I think I'll haul off and biff them one, really. I am at the end of my rope with this, this negative, negative, negative. I am so damn sick and tired of these guys like Sherrod Brown and the rest of those maggots in Congress that I'm ready to explode, and I'm not kidding when I say that. And I thank you so much for your time, Bob. Uh, Matthew. Keep it up. I'm right behind you. I'll fight till my last breath. They will never turn this old buck down. I'll tell well, you right now. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Matthew. You, 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 your last breath is a long, long, long way off. That I can tell just from the sound and the energy and the passion in your voice. You are uh, an inspiration, honestly. And I wouldn't want to be biffed in the jaw by somebody like you. So uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I feel for those who might cross your path in the wrong way. Thank you so much. Your po- points are spot on. And from somebody who ex- uh, endured as a child and saw his family endure the Great Depression, uh, for crying out loud, uh, uh, people ought to take heed. Thank you, my friend. TJ in Cleveland next on AM 1420 The Answer. Hi, TJ. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. You know, Bob, I refer to the Democratic Party as the Jan Brady Party. And the reason I do, you know, I have to admit, I watch these old reruns of the Brady Bunch, but when Jan was so jealous of her older sister, Marsha, and all you heard her saying was, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. And it's the same with them. Uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Racist, racist, racist. Recession, recession. You know, and what is their fixation on the R word? I mean, it's everyone they come out with starts with an R. What will the next one be? that Trump is reckless, and we'll hear reckless, reckless, reckless. I mean, you know, we can only guess what the next one will be. And the one thing that really bugs me is when the stock market is breaking records, all we hear out of the left is, that only benefits the rich. Now, when the stock market doesn't do well, here we go. Recession, recession, recession. You know, these people are just unbelievable. And anybody that listens to them, you know, this mainstream media or this Democratic Party, I mean, you know, their head obviously is where the sun doesn't shine. Well, there's no doubt, TJ, and and you're right. It is very strange. Well, it's not strange. It's it, it's desperation, quite frankly. Russia, Russia, Russia was a desperate call. Uh, you know, racist, racist, racist. Not was, but is, because that is still ongoing. If you look at the headlines today, it is all about race, racism, white supremacy, white nationalism, and so on and so forth. So it's all about that. And yes, now they're adding recession, recession, recession to it. They have no other play here. In all seriousness. They have to try to, look, this is called campaigning on fear. And sadly, because these people are in power in the House of Representatives, it's governing on fear. They're trying to scare the people into thinking, oh my God, there's going to be a race war because of Donald Trump. They're scaring the people. Oh, my God, there's going to be a recession because of Donald Trump. Oh, my God, the Russians are running our elections all because of Donald Trump. Fear. That's it. They're running, campaigning, and governing on fear. Fear Fear-mongering. And again, I say this repetitively, and I apologize for that, but but they're they're trying to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Scare the people enough into believing any and or all of these things, and the people will react accordingly. And when they react, they will bring it about. Scare people into thinking Donald Trump is a racist. And then what do you do? 
you create all of this anger and enmity, this division for Donald Trump and his supporters, and you get them attacking them, feeling they're justified, feeling that there's a, a moral authority that they have to attack racists. All punches are not equal, Chris Cuomo said. Punching bigots is okay. They're creating a climate of fear. If you let Donald Trump win again, then racism wins. If you let Donald Trump win again, then hatred wins. If you let Donald Trump win, recession is coming. You'd be afraid of all of those things. And then watch people act out on those bases. It is simply... I hate being overly dramatic here, but it's demonic. I call them demon rats instead of Democrats uh, for a reason. It's straight-up demonic what they're trying to do. Jan is in uh, Greater Cleveland. Uh, Jan, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Uh, I called them Democrats a long time ago. And bottom line, the elitists here who think we're stupid, just like the man who uh, arranged Obamacare, so thank goodness for the stupidity of the American people. Guess what? We are not stupid. And uh, what they would, what what the power mad elitists, they think we should all live in high rise apartments and nobody has any personal property, and that would be, God knows why. It's just that they want to feel like they're the only, they're the only people that who should run run the show. And uh, I just hope people wake up. And I think a lot, a lot of our black, a lot of our black brothers are waking up. Democrats are all about manipulating. Republic Trump is all about empowering the individual. And I I think he looks at people as a, as a person and here go do what you can do for yourself. And I don't think he cares what color they are. Just as as I don't <laughs> uh the color of your I I mean Obama just played that up to the hilt. And guess what? He was not our first black president. He was our first biracial president. And uh, it, I'm just sick of this uh, nonsense and lying. And uh, uh, they, these people were just uh, taught well, to hate America. And I think the campaign should be accentuate. There used to be an old song, accentuate the positive, elimin- eliminate the negative. And that should go for all the Democrats. Oh, you take care, Bob. Thank, thank you, Jan. I pr- and, and one thing that Jan said I think is important, and she said our black brothers and sisters and friends are waking up to this. They don't have to be um, you know, held captive by the Democrat Party any longer. There is a movement in this country called Blexit in which blacks are exiting Blexit, the Democrat Party, because they realize that they have not been served by Democrat leadership, really, through the history of history, but certainly at the very least since the Civil Rights Act in 1964. They, the, the, the Democrat Party has kept the black voter in their hip pocket by treating them as second-class citizens, treating them as if they cannot make their way on their own. You don't want to go to college. You don't want to go to get good jobs. That means work for your money. Just chill. Lay low. We got you. We'll subsidize you, your every need. We'll give you the housing. We'll give you the the EBT. We'll give you the food. We'll give you everything that you need. Don't worry. We've got you. And they've created that culture of dependency in minority America, dependency on the government to provide, 
and blamed racism for their plot in life, or their lot in life, saying you've been held down and kept down and and we're the ones who are going to lift you up. No, they're not lifting them up. They're giving them handouts instead of that hand up. Whereas Republicans are continuing, which we're seeing, by the way, in results right now, continuing to say no. Minority America, whether it be black America or Latino America or whatever, no. That's not the best way to help you. The Democrats don't want to help you. They want to keep you embold- or keep you uh, uh, beholden to them for your very livelihoods. We want you to be independent of government. We're going to help get you up and out of your current lot in life into a better place so that you can thrive, not just barely survive. And the proof is in the pudding. In the two and a half years of the Trump administration, black unemployment is at an all-time low. Latino unemployment is at an all-time low. The conditions have been created and set for people to get up and out of their plight, their, their particular, you know, maybe that's generations old, to their fa- parents and their grandparents, as far as where they've lived and how they've lived. And it's working. And black America is noticing. Blexit is a real thing. And that's why the Democrats are so desperate right now to cling or to uh, make sure that the label of white supremacy, white nationalism, and racism clings to Donald Trump. They have to try to stop the black exit. Don't go Republican black America. There are racists over there. Don't listen to them. Don't let them tell you that it's better to go get up and get educated and get working when we can just give you stuff on your own while you chill. Democrats are so almost violently racist in the way they see black people's futures and their abilities and their opportunities in this country. They're so racist. Black people can't go work on their own. Black people can't vote. And if you try to enact a voter ID law, you are discriminating against black people because black people can't get driver's licenses like other people can. They're limited. The American left has been so racist for so long. And now a Blexit is happening. A black awakening in this country as they turn from the Democrats and understand that their best opportunity for not just survival, but for thriving is to allow the Republicans to create the conditions that they are right now. 9.53, back after this. Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM, it's the Bob France Authority. Nine fifty-seven. Now the Bob France Authority continues. If you tune in at this time for uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, he normally comes on at about nine fifty. You missed him. No, you didn't miss him. Uh, he isn't on yet. He's uh, had to push back to ten thirty-five this morning. So bottom of the next hour, you will hear Congressman Jordan. We'll talk about recession. We'll talk about the Democrats are trying to do. We'll talk about red flag laws and more. Julie is in uh, Cleveland. You're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. We'll talk about what you want to say now. Hi, Julie. Uh, hi, Bob. Yes, I just had two quick uh, points to make. Um, number one, um, I, I I kind of, um, even though I have like 90% of my family are like extreme, like almost extreme left, I'm to the point now where I just tell them, 
you better look, you know, you know, get your head out of the sand and start reading up on things or you're going to be living in a communistic world. So I think right now it's up to us to do the talking because I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but um, Fox News, I don't know what they did at that station. But the only two people during the day that are not having a, you know, a, a, you know, a heaney about everything is Charles Payne and Barney. You turn on the rest of those shows during the day, and they're like, oh, the recession, oh, this and that. And, I mean, to me, it's like become CNN Junior now. So I'm looking into, like, to the live streaming now and, and getting out off of that channel. But number two, um, I have recently contacted both the Cuyahoga County Republican Club or, or the Republican place and the state Republican um, committee and asked them, I said, last election, Jim Renacy darn near won over Sherrod Brown, and had he had your help, he probably would have won. And I said, if we are going to take back Marcy Captor's seat, <clears throat> this is the time to do it. And they told us, oh, we're not concerned about that right now. And I said, well, you better be concerned. So that kind of concerns me that we have a Cuyahoga County Republican you know, committee and a state committee, and they could care less. So I think people need to start calling and encouraging them that this would be a good time to maybe take back Marcy Captor's seat. And that's all I really had to say. I love the show, and thanks for all you do. Julie, you had a lot to say. That was great, and I appreciate the phone call all the way through. Almost every point you made is spot on, uh, and you're right. I think with the right support, Jim Renacci could have won. He started that race against Sherrod Brown uh, several months late because he was asked very late by the White House to run for that seat. Remember, he was all set to run for governor, and uh, underfunded because of the late start. Uh, he still managed to make that a very competitive race. I think it's. I think you're right about that. And as far as Fox... Um, you're right. Um, I, I, I kind of stick to a few core programs that I can trust or that I feel like are going to give us, um, you know, give the president a fair shake because of the beating he takes on the on the networks. Uh, and those are mostly the primetime ones. If you listen to Tucker and Hannity most of the time and Laura Ingram, those are pretty good barometers. But you're right. In the middle of the day, you know, when you get your Shepard Smiths and you get a whole host of the other pundits and you get your ear full of Donna Brazil and how about Geraldo Rivera? Geraldo Rivera tweeted yesterday, quote, those attacking Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar for their stance on Israel are in denial. Israel is occupying Palestinian land. No spinning or propagandizing or mythologizing, yeah, there you go, or rationalizing is going to change that ugly fact. Geraldo Rivera has joined the anti-Semitic BDS supporters against israel and he's still on fox news we'll talk more after three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.